Hello, you beautiful, magical, mystical being. Welcome to another episode of Airdrops from Erica. That's me, Erica Cullum, here with another transmission recorded and sent with the intention of helping you cultivate more clarity, connection, contentment, and of course, ease in your life. If that's your jam, please double tap that subscribe button, share this with a friend, review it, connect with me online. You can find me on Instagram at collective.commons, or if you prefer video format, you can find this episode on YouTube with subtitles or read it as a blog at collective-commons.com. You can also go there to sign up for weekly love notes or my upcoming class about tapping into your intuition, which is free and going to be pretty dope. So peep those show notes, my friend, it is all in there. Let's get started because today we are talking about one of my favorite things, witches. It's been about a year since I tiptoed out of the metaphorical broom closet and I've gotten pretty loud and proud about being a witch lately. So it felt appropriate to go a little deeper about what that means to me and maybe what it can mean to you because witches historically have gotten a bad rap. And that's bullshit. So let's demystify that. Um, I've been working on this magical project with some other witches. And a question that was posed was, has magic always been a part of your life? And I immediately said no, because I grew up in a pretty logical, rational, conservative family. Um, even though I was like always sent to private Christian schools, I never thought of us as overly religious, but uh, magic was definitely not something that was a part of what we did. And to be honest, I don't really, yeah, I, I grew up in a suburb. I always wanted to move to the city. I wasn't very connected to nature. Um, there wasn't a lot of like, I mean, we, we, we were outside a lot. I mean, we did stuff, but I don't know. We just didn't have that reverence. I didn't, didn't feel connected. Um, to, to nature, which is something that being a witch is, you know, nature is super, super important to me now, but we'll, we'll get into that. Anyway, as I kind of mulled over that a little bit, I'm like, well, how the heck did I get here? I remembered that some of my earliest memories of being with my mom and also of witches are the one, and they're the same memory. And that's being snuggled up in her bed, watching Nick at night. And my favorite show was Bewitched. Um, we also watched I Dream of Jeannie and Mr. Ed and like all of them have these like magical properties. And so I was probably two, three, four at that time. Um, and so I realized that even if my family wasn't actively teaching me about magic or talking to me about magic, um, which is my media diet absolutely was hello. Every, not every, but many, many children's shows and books and movies. There's all kinds of magic in there. Y'all so much magic. I mean, there are wizards and witches and magic and fairies and it's, it's everywhere. So I started to realize like, oh my gosh, of course, of course i I grew up just always with the idea and with these, these visions that, that witches and magic and everything, it's, it's out there. And as I got a little bit older in middle school, I became like obsessed with um, this, these 
I guess they were like young adult supernatural thrillers by um, an author named Christopher Pike, who I completely, like I had remembered, there were, there are two of those books that I distinctly remember even now as an adult. And I can picture myself in the library in my hometown, like going to the shelves and knowing exactly where they were and like always looking for new ones. But I just refound them and I kind of want to revisit them, but we'll see. They might not be as magical as I remember them, but um, yeah, like I, there was, there was magic all throughout my childhood. Like I vividly remember being in my room as a kid laying in my bed, which, you know, looking at the walls, which I had basically wallpapered with posters of anything and everything. And just, I would lay there and just generate this internal energy of what it would feel like to have the things that I wanted. So I was kind of an angsty kid. Um, I felt like I didn't have a lot of control over what was happening to me or around me. And so I used to like teleport myself into the future and really feel like in my bones, in my body, I would embody what it would feel like to have, you know, my dream job living in a tour bus, touring the country with a, with a rock band or being in a really committed, loving, respectful relationship where I was just like adored and treated like the priceless gem that I knew that I was, um, or what it would be like to be part of this, like really tight knit group of confidants and collaborators that were supportive and creative. Um, and from where I stand now, I see that as magical and for lack of a better word, cause I don't love this term. It was, it was manifestation. Um, I think that manifestation term is pretty problematic um, in this current climate that we're in, but I digress because the point of the story is that I have all those things now and more. And so I'm just reminded that we often get caught up in trying to go through these like elaborate processes or procedures to get what we want. And I am absolutely one of those people because some of the limiting beliefs that I grew up with were that, you know, you have to work hard, right? All of this hard work. And even if you worked really hard, you might not get what you want and you probably wouldn't like your job, but you just had to do it anyway. And, you know, it, it just, I don't, I don't know. I think part of that was, there was a lot of different factors there, but it just felt like everything had to be really hard and that it had to be very like calculated and strategic. And I see that now as just pretty much bullshit. Um, because really I, I truly believe that a really big part of that is like, we just have to feel it. We have to know that it's there and that it's waiting for us. It's already ours. Um, I think vision boards and journaling and mindset work and all of that stuff is important. And trust me, I've bought the online courses. I used to think that it had to be this like big extensive thing. And I'm not to say that those things aren't helpful, but I do believe that generating that energy inside of yourself by future visioning yourself and embodying that, that future you, right? Cause we know that our brains can't tell the difference. Like that's fucking powerful magic. So yeah, I mean, I, I can see it. I can see it like in this linear timeline, when I'm looking back, I see it all the time. Like when I was getting married, my mom was like, you know, when you were a kid, you always said that you would marry a tall man with blue eyes and an accent. I absolutely did not remember that, but that's exactly who I married. Or I remember turning to that 
tall, blue-eyed man with an accent who became my husband at a at a work Christmas party. And they were getting ready to draw like the grand prize, like a $500 gift card. And I turned to him and there may have been some liquid courage involved too, but I looked at him and I was like, they're about to call my name for that. And sure as shit, they did. I won that $500. I knew that was mine. I claimed it. So I think that, I don't know, as I look back and I I realize that I've, throughout my life, I've been very clear about the things that I want and how it would feel to get them and then gotten them. I see that as magical. I see that as being a witch. So let's talk a little bit about what I think being which means. So I've been thinking about this because I uh, led a, a little class about this to some some kids in our homeschool group last week. And so we started with rule number one, first, first thing of, of witches is working from a place of deep intention, right? Like I said, witches know what they want. They envision the future they want to see. They embody it. They practice it regularly, right? It's not like, you know, it's not like, oh, I want a red car. I see a red car. Okay, it's done. No, like it is a practice, right? Is it a ritual? It is, um, it's dedication. And there's a lot of patience to that, which is know that things take time. Um, so I see that as very important. And I also, <laughs> the next thing that came up that we were talking about is like, I think that witches inherently have to be anti-capitalist or at least in our current society, capitalist critical, and none of the shows that I ever saw as a, as a kid were witches like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do this spell. Let me go run to Target and buy some stuff. No, man, they find it. They forage it. They conjure it up. Like watch Cinderella. The fairy godmother doesn't show up and be like, oh, hey, where I'm going to take you shopping. No, 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 no. They go transforming. They work with what they got. They are like, you know, she's like, oh, there's a pumpkin. There's some mice. Let's work with what we have available to us right now and make something out of it. Um, side note, I wouldn't use animals in my witchcraft or my home because we practice do no harm. And that means, you know, no harm to anything. And so I just would never take or use anything from another living being without their explicit permission. And it's really hard to get that from animals. So we just don't use animals or animal products, but that's, that's me. Um, because I respect nature and I respect every living being, whether I agree with you or not, whether I understand you or not, whether I can communicate with you or not, like there is a deep respect there. And I think that's been one of the biggest things, like before I even realized that I was a witch, um, my kind of like default would be like when I was confused about something to be like, okay, well, how does, how does this work in the natural world? Like what is, how would nature deal with this issue? Um, because nature is the most magical thing that we are witness to every day in my mind. I mean, the fact that like a tiny acorn has everything it needs to grow into this giant majestic oak tree, the fact that in nature, nothing is wasted. There is zero redundancy. Like everything gets recycled in this beautiful circular cyclical ecosystem. It's just fascinating to me. And like witches know this, right? They understand the seasons. They work with the energies of the natural world to amplify their own magic. And they are deeply connected to the land. Um, 
it's so beautiful. Like witches know that everything is connected, right? Like it's a web. And I think something about that too, is that like witches take responsibility for their own actions because they know that every action they take affects the greater whole. And so we learn from nature that every single living thing is a part of an ecosystem. We are all living in one inner big, like interconnected web. And so I, I absolutely hope that I never come across as like doing any kind of spiritual bypassing here, because that is absolutely not what I stand for. I, you know, I know that one single person cannot be the end all be all. And I don't believe that we can solve everything by ourselves, but I do think that when we focus on ourselves, and when we, we take time to understand ourselves and respect ourselves and heal our ourselves, um, that inherently leads to the healing of the whole. Um, I know that makes a difference and I focus on, you know, going inward and working on ourselves and understanding ourselves and connecting with ourselves first, because that's what we have agency over right here and right now. And I don't think there's an either or here. Like, I think it's, and both, like, I know that my self-care and my personal growth is important both to myself and the collective. So I see that. And I see that it's, it works like throughout time, right? Like witches are also deeply connected to their ancestors, to those that came before them. They understand that time is not linear and energies cannot be contained or confined by a linear timeline. And so I know that by healing, healing some of my own shit, right? Like that's going to help my kid. Hopefully that's going to help their kids. Like we, we live in a world where we know that like, this isn't just like weird metaphysical stuff anymore. Like this is science. Epigenetics is real. We, whether we are conscious of it or not, have things hard coded in our DNA from our ancestors. That is real. That is so, so real. And so how can we honor that? How can we, you know, work with what we have inherent to us and respect that and you know, pull from our own deep well of resource from our lineages. Um, and then also, of course, with that respect others. So we're not going to um, appropriate things like, you know, we're talking about this now, if you're with me here in this linear timeline is, is kind of fitting because we're in Scorpio season, the veil is thinning, Halloween, Sawing, all of that good stuff is coming up. And when we were getting our Halloween decorations out, we had some like sugar skulls and stuff in there. And from like years ago that I bought, because you know, they're cute and they always sell them with the Halloween stuff. And so I had a big talk with my kid and I was like, you know, I didn't understand before that these things, even though they are packaged and sold as, as Halloween things are not Halloween things. They're for Dia de Muertes. And that is of a culture that is not our own. And so in order to respect this sacred day and this, this special time that this culture celebrates, like we're not going to take those things and pretend that they're ours for Halloween because they're not. And so we donated those somewhere else. And, um, I think that's a really big part of being a witch is just respecting where you come from and, and what's yours and, and what's not yours to use. Right. Um, because I think a lot of 
a lot of my witchcraft is, is been, um, obviously with intention, but also with like herbalism and plants and things like that. And, you know, trying to work with what's native to my cultures and also to the land that I'm on right now and what's, what's available for me and, um, is okay for me to use. So, you know, that's the thing about witches, right? Like we're problem solvers, um, witches cast spells and make magic to help people and solve problems. And, you know, witches get a bad rap because, um, those, those bad witches, those evil witches, I, I'm going to venture to say that most, if not all of them only became that way because they were misunderstood or outcast or discriminated against or worse. And so then they had to begin to work out of this need for survival and protection. And, oh, that's, that's not, that's not fair. Right. And so, I mean, again, epigenetics, if, if you're like kind of feeling a little uncomfortable about this witch thing, maybe there's something there in your epigenetics, in your lineage, in your ancestry, where, you know, you had relatives that were shunned or, or discriminated against or persecuted because of their beliefs, because someone they were practicing things that other people didn't understand. And so instead of taking the time to try to understand people acted out of fear and they, you know, kind of just shut them out. So how do we heal that? How do we um, find spaces where we feel safe to explore these things and talk about these things? Um, I think that's really, really important. So, oh, witches, 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 witches. But I think that's kind of like, that's, that's my take on witches. And like, how do I practice that? in my everyday life. I mean, obviously working with intention, huge respecting nature. Absolutely. But I find magic in the mundane, right? Like in the everyday, um, like I was making a frozen pizza the other day. And so I was like, okay, what like fresh vegetables do I have to put on here? And so I had three things. I was like, okay, I'm going to put on some, what did we do first? I'm not sure the order, but I had some, um, oh, onions. I did like onions for protection and then some red pepper for some, for some action, for some spice, for some passion. And then I sprinkled on some olives and I don't remember what I did this for, but like, that's what we had. And I, I just made it one of those things, right? Like I'm always, whenever I'm like cooking, I'm always stirring an intention of like, I want this to be nourishing and healing. I want this to make people feel good. I want this to heal. You know, we've got something going on. I want this to be nourishing. Um, whenever I brush my teeth, um, I have like this, this little thing of, uh, I, I have a, a little like mantra. And then it also has like a little thing that I can hum, um, where it's clean, heal, strengthen, protect. And so if I can't say it, like I'm humming it while I'm brushing my teeth or, um, like when we're in the car and we're going on a road trip or even we're just driving to the playground or something, like I, I noticed myself singing, like we are safe. And it was two enigmas. I think it's called float away, sail away is to enigma sail away. Um, we are safe. We are safe. We are safe. But I just like was repeating that when we were in the car, um, or, you know, if when my kid gets to the playground, like I put them, you know, a little, little bubble of protection. Um, even my kid, like she's got a little roller ball of essential oils. Um, also essential oils are not modern medicine y'all, but I do, I do like them. And so I'm like, okay, you, you know, roll on a little protection, like giving her just this, this moment, um, to just 
practice, like feeling like, okay, I'm taking a moment to be intentional that whatever I'm about to do now, I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be smart and I'm going to be okay. Um, I talked to the big tree in my backyard before there's a big storm. I love connecting to the earth. I love grounding. I love like touching nature, but I'm just like, you know, please, you know, like, please stand tall, right? Like don't pull on our house. We, we need you to stand here. So I think all of those things are, are super, super important. And I think that there's, there's so much magic all around us and whatever, whatever that looks like to you, like honor that. Like, like I said, I grew up with a lot of religion. I checked out a lot of them. I went to a Lutheran school, Methodist church, a Catholic high school. Um, as I started to reconnect with my Thai roots, I got into Buddhism, especially after I went to Thailand, I started studying world religions, um, in school. None of those jived got into like, you know, this whole new age spirituality thing and all of that, like none of that really quite felt right either because it felt in all of those things. Like I was giving my power away to something else, whereas witchcraft, felt very self-sovereign. It felt very much like I am in control. I understand that there are energies out there bigger than me, but I can work with them. We can co-create together. And so that's what being a witch means to me. I don't know. Like, I would love to hear what you think about this. Um, please check out the show notes or go to anchor.fm slash airdrops. You can leave me a voice memo. We can listen to these on future episodes. Um, tell me what you think about, about witches, because I'm just fascinated by witches, obviously. Um, so there's that. Please share this with someone who you think might be a witch, or maybe someone that you want to out yourself as a witch too. Um, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. I do have, if you are like on the fence about being a witch, I've got a class coming up um, about tapping into your inner knowing It's called intuition for self-sovereignty and it's free. It's an hour where I'm going to help you. Like we're going to explore one, the science behind these things, right? Because hello, I have a very logical brain. I need to know how things work and there is science behind intuition. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to like figure out like what intuition feels like and how it, how it kind of shows up for you. So all of that in the show notes or um, collective-commons.com. And that's it. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today and listening to me talk about witches. I hope we can talk about it together in community sometime. Um, ooh, you get a first, first peek, I guess, that um, I will be relaunching my monthly group meetings of ProPods um, as the coven, the BizWitch coven. So if you're looking for a place to practice your magic in community, uh, that relaunch will be coming very, very shortly. Um, so please sign up for the emails to get notified when that's ready. Or of course, I'm addicted to Instagram. So you can find me there over at collective.commons. So thank you. I hope you find some magic today. Be well and take good care of yourself. We'll talk again soon.